first podcast. I didn't put it out last night. I was busy traveling and doing a bunch of stuff, but uh, we're going to try and get one recorded and out for everybody's consumption on this beautiful Monday here in Denver, Colorado. If you can't tell, I'm driving right now. I'm heading to my house. I've got to go get a scanner sent off to one of our jobs in Oregon, so do a little recording and drive it. Um, so how's everybody's uh, how's everybody's spring fishing life going? Any, not too bad, huh? Huh? Yeah. I've got some still water action. I got some small water small water action. Um, so with that being said, not. I don't know about runoff, man. I, this is one of those tricky years, man. You know, it's been so warm. There's so little snow. Uh, snowpack is absolute garbage everywhere. So I don't, I don't know that there's going to be much of a runoff down here in Colorado. I mean, I guess we'll find out soon. You know, now that it's really starting to warm up, I guess we'll start seeing the projected uh, ramp ups for rivers like the San Juan and uh, the North Platte and uh, Miracle Mile. I don't know about Miracle Mile. Uh, Missouri also. So It'll be interesting to see what happens this year. I don't I don't know how much water they're going to let out honestly, but we'll find out. Um, so, with that being said, if runoff does show up, when and if, do not forget, there's always some still water action for you guys. Um, I think I talked about it on the last podcast. Fish some blobs, fish some chronomans the other day, a while back actually, three weeks ago. And uh, I did pretty good. I was, I was pleased with the, uh, the reception of the blob fly in local trout waters. Not local, but trout water so that worked out pretty good so I've been actually working on a bunch of other still water flies which are boobies so I really can't wait to test those out I haven't been able to um, test them out because the last time I went to the lake where I wanted to fish them I forgot the box that I put the boobies in up here in Colorado so that didn't happen and then this last time I went down, uh, I went with the sole mission of fishing a small river, so I just didn't even mess with my lake stuff. So, boobies are on the menu. Yes. I love these boobies. And I like the fly called boobies also. Love the booby fly also. Um, so, yeah, boobies, blobs. Chronomids, little little emergers, whatnot. They're all all in my stillwater my stillwater guide. Stillwater guide for action. Is what I'm gonna call it. S G F A. Um, so last weekend, not not this last weekend, but the weekend before, I went and fished a little river down in New Mexico that I grew up fishing. So it's always always a blast to get there and go fish um, just because I, I don't get there enough 
So this one was, uh, it's a little, little itty bitty river. I mean, I think it was flown like six CFS, which in reality I could probably, on a good day with a lot of backup on me, I could probably pee at seven CFS. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't much, but super low, super finicky fish. Um, I think I was fishing a 4X, seven and a half foot leader with a, and I had like a size, I don't know, 16 purple haze on. And every time that fly hit the water, if it was within four feet of a trout, they were gone. Um, couldn't put it ahead of them, couldn't put it behind them. So it was, uh, it was rough. It was a rough, rough start. And then, you know, I threw on like a, I threw on a little itty bitty pine squirrel leaves, no weight. Anytime that thing would hit the water, holy shit, they would just blow up. So it was, um, it was a tough start, you know, and this is, this is a place I like to fish, and I grew up fishing, so I was, I was definitely humbled for the first, I don't know, probably two hours, and then I went up to this little run that, uh, it's, it's like a notorious, it's right off the side of the road, it's a notorious worm dunker spot. I mean, just super easy access. People just pull over and pound the fucking shit out of it. But I did see um, there's one hole. I, it wasn't very deep. I'm, you know, I'm guessing maybe maybe a foot and a half deep. There was probably eight fish, nine fish in the bottom of it. Um, so I went to a leech. I went to a leech and a. Oh, God, what was it? It was a little itty-bitty pheasant tail. Um, any, and, and you could just tell, any time it went by them, they were, they were just kind of shying to the side, so they weren't having it, which kind of sucked. Um, so that combo didn't work. So I pulled out my stuff, kind of re-rigged what I was doing, did a surgeon's knot, and I dropped off a worm. I uh, put an unweighted San Juan worm. And then off the tag, off the tag of that, I ran a a black two-bit hooker and like an 18, um, you know. And I had probably I don't know maybe 15 inches in between flies, so not a lot, but definitely, you know, definitely not where I was, you know, running them next to each other. And uh, so I ran those two. You know, kind of got back away from the river a little ways. Started throwing it up in the faster water, you know, where they weren't at. And it worked pretty nice because the uh, the worm was actually buoyant enough to keep the two-bit hooker off of the bottom until it got into the deep hole. Um so that was really nice. And it was really nice because the fish were so damn spooky. You had to have that fly in the water way ahead of them where they couldn't see it, where they couldn't get spooked. 
and um, you know just keep it off the bottom and drag it down to them you know and then just wait until you see the wait till you see the white mouth open or wait till you see your your worm move um, yeah and it was nice it was good I mean you know it's like I said this rivers this river has got a shit ton of bugs um, you know when it's when it's the right season it's a little early right now flows low ton of bugs a uh, lot of a lot of brown trout a lot of brown trout very few rainbows um and you know they're they're gorgeous brown trout with the you know on fire dots and the dorsals are really nice and the rainbows are small you know it's it's one of them places that that you grow up fishing and you have a fond connection with and you've got a lot of good memories there and um it's just nice to go back to some of these places where you start fishing and you know go and see how much you progressed if you progressed you know and uh i like it so that little little run in the we'll call it a river it's really a creek but that got me really pumped for summer fishing which is coming up one of my favorite spots i won't be able to get to until july um you know i'll go throw the three weight you know with some little micro streamers on it and i'll throw my zero weight with some dry flies and uh looking forward to the looking forward to the high altitude little fish of the summer you know it's one of those things that i i absolutely love doing so i can't wait cannot wait for that plus the place i go to up there um there's some lakes too so i can get i can i can start in the lakes or i can start in the creek either way and i can get on uh i can get my still water on i can get my small creek on i can dry fly i can throw coronamids and a bobber i mean it really really versatile up there which is so nice i mean i i absolutely love going up there and that's and that's another place you know that i've been um god i was introduced to this place when i was eight years old maybe maybe even younger than that so summer fishing is uh on the horizon runoff is on the horizon if you're in the right spots so with runoff what do you what do you guys do that's uh you know do you have a do you have a tried and true runoff rig when you got to get down to those fish that are holding on the bottom of the river they're holding you know they're holding in the only slack water the only place they can get out of the current what's your what's your go-to rig mine is uh point fly depending on where i'm at is going to be like a pat's rubber leg and off of that i will throw my secret weapon which i absolutely love is a wine colored wire worm or a purple wire worm um i it's 
it's, it's heavy enough in conjunction with the pats that it just gets down and and there's there's something about wine and there's something about purple that just it puts the asses in the seats you know it's one of those deals it just absolutely slays i think i think those are my my favorite two colors is worms um yeah i'd say those are my two favorites brown does come in like a a close third but it's uh i would say it's wine then purple then brown then a secret color which i'm not going to tell you so with spring being here i will um talk about one thing that is coming up and you guys are going to get a twofer this week so i'm going to drop this episode tonight monday which you'll have it won't be a long one but it'll be an episode um thursday night i'm going to be talking with pete from ascent fly fishing and we are going to be talking about the fly fishing rendezvous which i will be at okay so if you don't know that's coming up end of april it's out in golden uh it's a good time there's like 50 52 or 53 companies out there um a lot of local stuff so you can get out there and you know see the the local people here in denver that are doing dirt in the industry uh pete has his little thing going you know he puts it on uh 5280 will be there i'm not sure who's going to be there from 5280 so those guys will be there i think uh landon's going to be there landon mayor um Dwayne Redford's going to be there. I'm pretty sure Pat Dorsey's going to be there. Uh Steve Maldonado, my boy will be there tying some flies at the booth with me. Philly Wane, I believe will be there. Uh Rick Takahashi. A lot of lot of local dudes that have a lot of clout um in the fly fishing industry. So it's 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 good to get out there and meet all these people and rub elbows and whatnot and uh and learn you know that's the biggest thing i think there's there's quite a few speakers there's like a learning deal you know there's a couple classes here and there um get out there man it's it's a good time it's like seven bucks or ten bucks or something like that but um pete and i will be talking about that this thursday when we record so be sure and catch the next podcast because that will have all the pertinent info on it for the fly fishing uh, rendezvous, okay? So with that being said, a uh, quick shout out. I know this is a short episode, but but quick shout out to uh, Pete over to Scent Fly Fishing for uh, being a sponsor. Quick shout out to 5280 Angler. Um, you know, the crew over there, they're, they're getting ready to get very, very busy. Boxwood Gulch opens up on Friday and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be very busy with that opening up now. You know, they've been, they've been doing the Deckers deal, the Dreamstream and, you know, a few other places, but, uh, I know once Boxwood opens up, it's, it's game on and those guys are going like hell. So that'll be coming up here soon we'll talk to somebody somebody from 5280 at the at the rendezvous um so shout out to them shout out to gary 
and Lacey of Western Visions Lanyards. Now, I'm going on a few months of being a lanyard guy. Okay? Absolutely love it. Don't know why it took me so long, but it did. And I regret that it took me so long because I absolutely love, love the lanyard life. Um, if you're looking, if you're looking at lanyards, go. I, I highly recommend you go on the website, see what they have. You know, look at the different length options. Look at the way they're outfitted. Look at the colors, and then send them an email. Send them an email and say, hey, you know, I really like this number, but you know, not so keen on this color or this bead. You know, can you can you work something up for me? And they'll do that. You know, that's exactly how I got mine built. I said, hey, I like this one. Um, talked to Gary a little bit. Went back and forth on some texts. You know, it's like it was more of a, you know, hey, let's let's do this. I'll, you know, we'll put in this one. We'll put in this bead. We'll put in this wood. And it came out looking exactly the way I wanted it to look. And it's it's as functional as I wanted, which was the good thing because you know, you know, I mean, obviously the thing about going into lanyards, if you're not a lanyard person, is well, this is going to be hanging down. It's going to be in my way. It's going to be right all in the middle. It's it's not. Once you get it set up and you get used to it, um, it's everything but in your way. I mean. You know, it's it's there, but your tools are so easy to reach. You know, you're not you're not fishing around and on your pack for nippers, and you're not uh, fishing around for tippet. You know, if if you could put it right there on the, it's got a tippet bar across the middle. Um, if you don't use that, you know, like me, I use the trout hunter stuff, and it's got the big arbor, so I have to use the little trout hunter deal. And and that's the way I go, man. And it's it's money. And honestly, I cannot wait for when I go down to the San Juan and I practice my rowing on somebody's boat, some poor soul's boat. You know, because if I need to grab my forceps, they're on my chest. I don't have to go to my pack. You know, if I need to cut some line, it's on my chest. If I need to tie on a dropper for somebody, it's right there. So if you're thinking about taking the lanyard plunge, don't go and buy one of these run-of-the-mill lanyards that Orvis sells or Cabela sells. Talk to Gary. Talk to Lacey. Get your lanyard dialed in the way you want it, the way that you're going to use it, and get one from Western Visions. Okay, I, I cannot recommend it enough. So we're going to talk about some gear here in a minute coming up.